Welcome to the Heroes of Reality Podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. Are you curious about cryptocurrency? Do you wonder what it would be like to have an expert guide you through that process? On this podcast today, I have my friend Jamar James. He has been helping businesses prepare the future and increase their revenue by getting them into cryptocurrency. He is a blockchain expert who's been trading for over 10 plus years with a degree in computer science and consulting background of over 15 years. He has since established himself as an expert in cryptocurrency field, hosting monthly training programs such as his blockchain bootcamp, where his crypto training curricula is custom made in such a way that is tailored to ensure that the attendees get the most up-to-date information to assist them in their reaching their unique goals. Without any delay, I'd like to welcome my friend, Jamar. Hey, how you doing, man? That hey. sounds so- <laughs> I'm excited to have you on, man. It's it's been a minute, dude. I re- I remember us being at the same co-working space and uh and me hosting these VR metaversian events, you hosting man. these blockchain events, us talking and talking about swapping back and forth and fast right. forward to today, man. It's yeah, uh I, I think we both were visionaries back then. It was <laughs> 2016 and 17. I see you guys, you know, developing virtual reality games and now everyone out in the world is talking about metaverse and crypto it's funny how both the worlds sound the same like if you say the word metaverse to like anybody in my world they're like oh yeah virtuality multiplayer virtuality i'd do that but right. they don't think about crypto but in your world they say metaverse you're like oh yeah you're, you're talking about the decentralized networks and the dow and crypto it's funny because we use the same word to mean do different things and i think we're somehow being squished together in a box and i kind of want to unpack this box with you yeah, well, I mean, I think the box is, is that the metaverse and virtual reality where there's opportunity for money to be made in these worlds uh, through NFTs and through cryptocurrency. So, you know, the metaverse is is, is the future of the world and the, and the cryptocurrency is the future of currency. And so that currency is going to be used all over in that metaverse. And I think, you know, um, the acceptance of both is becoming mainstream. Yeah, I mean, I think of it often much like uh, for myself, virtual reality, where virtual reality is like it's like the it's like a, a peak of different technologies of the written word of video of audio of headsets of displays. And it all comes together into this one thing, but it's not the final peak. It's just one peak of multiple peaks. Same thing with cryptocurrency. You have the blockchain and the networks and all that. And, and then we're going to start smushing these things together. So it feels like, yeah, this is the. The, the world that we're going into. What I'd like to do is unpack a little bit of your journey. I want to know what got you into cryptocurrency for yourself. What was that genesis moment? And what got you to take that leap to actually start investing? Man, that's a that's an awesome question. I mean, for me, um, you know, I started off in, you know, I have a background in computer science. I was in the military. Uh, and I used to say that, you know, being in the Marines, I seen a lot of young guys they would re-enlist because they didn't have a financial plan. Uh, it was really, you know, society has developed an environment where working a nine to five or security is, you know, preferred over over freedom. And so, uh, you know, when I got out of the military, you know, my thing was I wanted financial freedom. Uh, and so I, I, I got into real estate and, um, you know, the real estate was good. It was going well. I was in Arizona and when the market, crash, you know, I seen that the banks 
the the uh, executives, no one really got punished. You know, they were giving out the loans, but the average person uh, really took the crash of 2008, 2009. It hit them hard. I had a lot of realtors working for me at the at that time, and they all had to build because they can't do short sales. And so, you know, the money that I had, I got into trading. Um, you know, I left, you know, the, the economy. It got me into trading, and I realized that, you know, there was so much money being made in the markets, even though the economy was bad, there, people were worried, foreclosed on, people in the trading markets were still thriving, whether the market went up or down. Banks, whether people had money or not, they still charged them a fee. And they made a lot of money over overdraft fees. And it was like, you know, how they're still prospering when no one has money, but they make the money off of other people's money and also charging them fees. So I got into trading as, um, you know, a way to educate and and help my family. But then I also uh, realized from the real estate, I, I got out of it a lot. You know, I, I used to flip properties. I got out of it. And really, to be completely transparent and honest, I thought getting into cryptocurrency, I would own my money and the IRS wouldn't be able to get it. They wouldn't be able to freeze my accounts. They wouldn't be yeah. able to, uh, you know, stop me from being mobile. And so really the whole crypto idea was like, oh man, I could actually have assets that I could actually own and can be compensated. Um, and then once I got into the community, I realized there was a whole underground. It was about peer to peer. It was about cutting out the middleman. It was about ownership, you know, and I was real big on, you know, freedom when I was in the Marines. That's how they got me in, right? Hey, fight for the country, become free. And then I realized that even our people in the military were financially enslaved. They couldn't leave because they didn't have any. I mean, you think about it, you spend four years as a grunt in the Marine Corps. What job do you get? Either a policeman or security guard. You know, you didn't really learn skills, you know. And so um, the financial markets were, was a way to empower. My mom worked 35 years at the post office, retired, and she spent her whole life working for the post office where, you know, in the markets, I made 200000 in one month. And it would take her two, three years of her life to make that. And it's like, you know, um, that really, you know, kind of changed my view. And, and, and I was like, why don't more people know this? You know, why are we getting taught, you know, certain subjects in high school and in college, but no one talks about the bankers. No one talks about the, uh, the bonuses that, you know, the financial guys get in the markets. You know, no one talks about the money that can be made trading at, at you know, in, in the manipulation in the markets. A uh, couple things with that. So one, um, with going into the, 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 the crypto space and everything that you're, you're doing that, you talked about the, the 200K and a, and a month or so ago, doing all that fun stuff. In, you said one of the main reasons why you didn't get in, you got into it was because of you, you thought that the government couldn't audit you. You figured, oh, everything's completely independent. Um, I know the rules have changed a bit. Do you want to just speak a little bit to maybe something? Because assuming we'll just assume we're going to have this podcast be for anybody who doesn't have any money in crypto, uh, but who is interested to get into it, who doesn't really understand any of this stuff. All right. All right. So right now, what is the current lay of the land when it comes to uh, the IRS and when it comes to actually uh, uh, having investments in the crypto space? Right. So there's there's two worlds in the crypto world. There is a centralized world 
And then there's a decentralized world. You know, the centralized world is places like Coinbase and Crypto.com, places that you get your crypto from. It's no different to me now than opening up a bank account. Back when I got in to crypto, you know, there was no tracking. They, they considered crypto personal property. So it wasn't a currency at, you know, in 2016 and 15, it was considered personal property. So you can own it, uh, you could trade it, and it wasn't something that was being tracked. Um, and then they introduced, you know, a lot of KYC and AML, and they want you to onboard through centralized exchanges. Well, you know, centralized exchanges like Coinbase and Crypto.com, they report uh, what you have to the IRS. Whereas, you know, for me as a person that embraces freedom, you know, I should be able to report my income or my savings uh, and have some type of, you know, autonomous way to, you know, operate in the world. So in a decentralized world, you can actually get your crypto from, we call it over the counter. You know, um, they had a thing called local Bitcoins where you would buy from people. You know, people would meet up at a Starbucks or Wells Fargo or at the office space and they could do a transaction, you know, peer to peer. It's no different than you selling a car to a, uh, you know, to a, a person that you just put an ad in the paper, you sell a car. You know, centralized is they had to go to a dealership. I went to Ford or I went to Toyota and that's the only place I can get a car from. So, you know, for the average person, uh, if if you're at, if you're holding all your money into a bank, when you get audited from the IRS, they go to your bank and say, hey, tell me everything that they have and we can freeze it. We want to put a freeze on it right now. So please freeze that account. Well, when that happens, there's no regard for the individual and taking care of their family. And so the crypto allows you to not have your money being held in a bank where it can be frozen at a centralized exchange. Now it's decentralized. Now you can put it on the phone here, a phone here, another electronic device, and you can go peer to peer. And so uh, crypto allows you to actually have ownership without any interference mm -hmm. of money. Right now, all the money that we get you know is being issued to us through you know banking normally so then what you're saying uh like coinbase is, is centralized so they can track it they report it they take a look at it but there's other means so you're talking about having like um like a like is it like a metamask or some of the things we can hold on to the keys right. where you have you have access to where there's things that where you, it can be self-reported right versus yes. forced forced reporting uh what i mean I mean, in this space right now, I mean, what would you recommend for people to do if they want to onboard and get into the space? Would you say, you know, start with the Coinbase and progress upwards? Yes. Or what What? What? What do you think is kind of like the the baby steps to crawl, walk, run um, into uh, into becoming a, a crypto um, uh, confident or capable? Yeah. So, I mean, definitely Crypto.com and Coinbase, they are the onboarding. You know, people are familiar with having an app. They're familiar with going into filling out online form, uploading their license, everything that you have to do to open up a bank account, hmm. you know, in, in real life, that is what it requires for you to open up a cryptocurrency exchange account. You know, an exchange is no different than going to the airport and seeing a currency exchange, right? You know, you have your dollars and you exchange it for Bitcoin. Uh, you have dollars here, you exchange it for pesos in Mexico. Mm -hmm. So an exchange it allows you to transfer funds. That's an awesome way to get started. You know, having a wallet, 
um, on the exchange, it is centralized. That, that means that when you put your money into a bank, the bank owns your, it's the bank's money now. And, and you pay to get access. When you put your money on Coinbase, mm. they are holding your funds and they allow you to, um, they allow you to withdraw or not. And if they ever go down, you don't have access to your funds. So it is a good place to start, but you mm. want to evolve to the place where now you have the ownership, you have it on your own personal wallet. Uh, and, and now you have total control of your funds. You can't be locked out. Got it. So it's, it's, so it's just, it's training wheels. It's training wheels it's to understand. Wheels. Yeah. What, <clears throat> what are some of the risks that come with it? Like, uh, so, uh, cause I mean, it's one of the things that, that there are, uh, the reason why you have centralized networks and things like that is, is you want to have things, uh, for kind of nerfing the world. You want to create a, a safe way. So people go, oh, I didn't, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to give my check to that guy. I didn't, you know, he's like, well, yeah, you need to endorse. You need to sign the back of it or whatever it might be. There's some, uh, things here. So what about, what about for you is some of the, uh, warnings you would give to noobs in the space so they don't get it taken advantage of. Um, you know, for one, you can't really trust, you know, you don't want to trust anyone with your security or your login. You know, you don't want to buy ledgers or buy wallets from other people mm -hmm. because in, in crypto, it is, you know, your your private password, your key gives others access, you know, gives you access to your wallet. And whoever has that number, you know, will be able to uh, go in and, you know, access your account. So one of the things is if you have a centralized, you know, account on Coinbase, it's a little bit more secure there, uh, but it's not yours. You know, you want to have full ownership meaning that you have your own wallet your own key you're the only one to have it yeah can you talk to me a little bit about um coinbase and how it compares to the is it called mount gox yeah mount gox yeah yeah what happened yeah. at mount gox what happened with that versus and how maybe coinbase may or may not suffer that same fate do you know what i'm talking about when i say that yeah so so mount gox uh you know was in exchange and they stored a lot of funds on Mt. Gox, you know, it was one of the first exchanges that you can actually trade crypto on, uh, and on Ethereum. It. it was on Ethereum. Okay. Yeah. Please continue. Uh, yeah. I mean, it had, it had multiple coins, but you know, Mt. Gox had, you know, I think it was something like 500 million in, in crypto. Yeah. And the liquidity was drained, meaning that they got hacked or, you know, all the money came up missing. Yeah. It was a big robbery. <laughs> yeah <clears throat> probably one of the biggest one of the biggest robberies of all time uh i don't know but pretty 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 hefty where basically everybody was storing all of their crypto in one location right. uh, more or less like the 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 keys and, and and how you can access it and if by the way if i speak out of turn i am not a crypto expert by any means nor is this any crypto advice uh financial advice means uh trying to understand the actual uh lay of the lands here i do have some crypto uh, but I'm I'm definitely uh, more of just trying to understand this myself, and then also understand how this all merged together in the metaverse. So the, the putting the edges on this conversation is really to understand how our two worlds uh, collide together um, to make this thing happen. And and part of the thing is also understanding some of these fears and concerns that people have. Like with Mt. Gox, they basically everyone was holding all of their all all of their value in there it got hacked it got extracted away but there was right. no backer there was no decentralized there was no uh insured by the government your money was just gone it was gone. right 
right? So, so then I thought they forked Ethereum or something to try to avoid that problem in the future, but I don't know if that I don't know if that's correct or not. No, they, no, they, they can't. I mean, the problem was is that you know once the once the crypto have been taken, it's on a blockchain, so it is extremely hard to disappear uh, with crypto. You know, normally what happens is it's just broken down into thousands of pieces, uh, but the wallet still can be tracked because every transaction. So it's much harder to launder uh, or to, you know, take crypto. Uh, if someone wanted to track that wallet or track mm -hmm. the 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 uh, chain, that mm -hmm. is what makes crypto secure as well. You know, it is once it's on the blockchain and you can see it, you can actually follow each wallet that each transaction moves to. You know, what they do is they have mixers where it just mixes mixes the transactions into a million, million of small little pieces. And it just becomes a uh, a huge job to track. But, you know, all crypto and even, you know, being hacked, you, you can track it to a wallet. So then, uh, I, by the way, I was uh, slightly distracted by reading some of these comments yeah, no, here. I'm, I'm laughing at them as well. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to like, I'm like, I don't know if we necessarily want to address that. Um, but because uh, no. people can write comments. If you don't know this, you can write comments in there um, and, and give feedback on that. Um, I don't know in terms of uh, uh, answering any of these any of these questions, but looking at the looking at it around personal freedoms. Right. And, and looking at around, you know, empowerment, like so what you what you're really standing for right now is personal freedom, empowering people to make their own decisions and also to detach ourselves from the government because the government, sometimes when you give them a bunch of money, they have a tendency to just kind of light it on fire well, or do whatever they want with it. I wish and, it wasn't a blockchain, by the way, that would be very fascinating to see. And, you know, being in the Marine Corps, I, I love, I love America. Right. But yeah. I also want people to have freedom yeah. and, you know, some of the things such as, Putting your money in the bank and allowing someone else to make money off the hard-earned money that you've worked for, you've done a lot of sacrifices for your family to get the money, and then you give it to someone else to trade and capitalize off of it. It's like, well, why aren't we doing it ourselves? Like, why aren't we in the market trading our own money and leaving a legacy for our family? You know, a lot of times, our, our even after you you pass away, right, your money gets stuck up in probate properties, real estate, and you know, how do you leave? don't you want to leave it to your family where they have complete ownership of it? You know, uh, you know, going places like Puerto Rico, you, you buy a house. It is not taxed. The first property you buy in Puerto Rico forever. It gets to stay in your, it stays in your family forever, you know? And it's like, to me, that's fair. Wow. <laughs> that's incredible. So if you buy a house in Puerto Rico right now, it doesn't get taxed. Is that the rule? Like I don't. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't get taxed. Oh, wow. No idea. Um, what about, let me ask you this. What are some things that are, uh, people have misconceptions about the crypto or they have things that they, they believe to be true that aren't true for someone that's inside the space. Cause there's people on the outside looking in, right. what are some common misconceptions that, that you, um, have to kind of dispel as you're educating people through the um, process of crypto? One, it, it's not illegal when people don't launder money through crypto. I mean, you know, reading one of the comments is like, you know, it is, if you're a criminal, cryptocurrency is probably the worst place to be because every transaction, every financial transaction is tracked. So, you know, with cash, I give you cash, 
the ninety eight percent of all money is money through banks and cash. I give you a hundred thousand, you walk around the corner, no one knows where a hundred thousand went. You know, if I give you send you crypto, I know it went from me to you, and now we can track that transaction, a chain. Um, another thing is that, you know, people don't just get hacked. Is is negligence? They'll click on a link or they'll give access uh, to someone to their account. You know, most of the, the fraud and, and losing crypto becomes is due to people's negligence. You know, they leave their they'll show someone their private key or um, they'll click on a link that basically said, you know, give me permission to check your account. You know, things like that happens if you're secure. You know, crypto is really secure and having that private key, if you lose it, you know, you lose access to your crypto. Mm. And so, you know, it's empowering. Crypto is empowering. Yeah. With with that, I mean, you're talking about like, you don't show people your key. You don't, there's some some commonality things. You don't you don't leave your wallet on the street complaining that someone stole your wallet. Right. You know, there's, there's, there's obvious uh, tax with that. Uh, when going into like the whole like crypto space and, and educating people on this stuff, do you, I mean, do you set people up and say, okay, these are the things you need to follow. These are the things you need to do. Do you like paint the right. path for them? Like how do, how do they, how do they um, prepare for this? Yeah. So, you know, when they come into our mastermind, you know, we have a mastermind of traders, we have teams that we put people on. We make them do this simple task as far as, you know, first step is, you know, having a wallet and then transferring money from, you know, from yourself, from, you know, one dollar to another dollar. That's a, a wallet, you know, one Ethereum to Ethereum wallets. We have you move. We have you do steps to actually go through the entire process of having crypto, moving it to crypto, cashing it out, cashing it back in, uh, trading, setting up your charts. Uh, knowing where to host it, security. We we give them a checklist of things to do in a mastermind environment, and then once they've checked it off, they're you know those are the kind of the foundation. It is moving crypto around, securing it, um, being able to transfer it and, and translate uh, back and forth from fiat to currency. Hmm. And right now, you you've been I mean going from cryptocurrency in the in those areas into looking at the metaverse like how is the how is the metaverse kind of shaped you in the areas of what you've been looking at with cryptocurrency and like right. what do you what are you seeing on that path from from your side of the fence yeah so you know for us you know cryptocurrency was one we all we all got into it really to acquire wealth right to acquire wealth and hold our own wealth and as we want to interact with other guys in the crypto community, you know, we've seen creations of, you know, we've seen NFTs, you know, non-fungible tokens uh, come on the scene. And it was an opportunity to get in early and acquire more wealth, right? Um, buying NFTs and cutting out, having royalties for artists and, and content and and pictures. And, you know, we, we started collecting crypto. And now we're moving to a space where, you know, we have ownership in certain games or certain exchanges. Uh, the metaverse was the land. You know, there's now there's a, a large community and they want somewhere to hang out and they want to be in uh, that property. So you only have a certain amount of property that's in in one land, in one space. So think about having the Mario Brothers game, being in the 80s and seeing Super Nintendo, actually being able to own pieces inside the game and, and also get 
you know, paid or get royalties for people playing the game. You know, cryptocurrency is creating a whole nother um, ec- economy. You know, the, the wearables in the metaverse, having an avatar, a represent representation of you in the virtual world. And now you want to address them or you want to put. Uh, do you do my question? Do you spend time in there? Like so like as uh, what you're talking about, or this is so you have money, right? Yeah. I say I say the word money. You have wealth. You have some sort of currency that you have, right? Um, right. And you're like, oh, we want a place to be able to hang out together. So we're gonna go inside the metaverse, which means you can be inside a place where now you can do right. stuff with that money. You can buy property. You can buy clothes. You can right. do things. Um, like as a as a as a VR um, developer, as a VR entrepreneur, yeah. as a dude who runs a studio where we build multiplayer VR games, we do go inside there and we hang out with other people inside these virtual worlds. Like, do you right. spend time like inside yeah. metaverse areas? What, and where do you hang out? What do you guys, what do you guys do in there? So, I mean, even back when we were in the uh, office together, uh, back mm-hmm. in 2017 and 2018, yeah. um, you know, I was one of the first, first groups that were on Verbella and, you know, being in a small space and having a global mastermind, you know, we would used to meet there on a Saturday morning and go through our training. So we could actually put our training up on the walls in the metaverse and we would walk, we would actually, you know, go into the Verbella, walk to different classrooms and campuses, and we would be able to, with our avatar, uh, you know, watch the same thing at the same time and watch training and go over crypto trades together. And so we just did it in the metaverse because we thought it was cool and uh, wasn't being recorded, um, you know. And we could we could we could talk in and out, and we had our private room inside that space. So you know, of course, we use Zoom. We use Zoom now a lot, uh, but the the avatar allowed us to do certain things behind closed uh, closed inside a game. Is it is it now being watched? Is it because you're talking about like because you want a certain amount of privacy, especially with money and things like that? I mean, generally right. people don't don't post their bank accounts or whatever they do online. But like, what is there areas that are that were anonymous and now aren't anonymous? Are there ones that are compromised or what? Is, um, how does I it mean, stand like, out? You know, like so Zoom and Facebook. You know, a lot of your stuff is stored. You know, so even the conversations, the recordings. I mean, people houses are you know Alexa. You know, if you ever call Amazon, you know, a lot of that stuff is stored on their servers because they want to remarket and retarget you for advertising. But, you know, a, a lot of, you know, the world has become become so um, intrusive, right? There, There's mm-hmm. smartphones, your, your cell phones are tracking everything you're seeing. So the, the community inside of virtual world, we felt a little bit more safer, right? Mm-hmm. To discuss and talk about things and, and show material. Uh, and then you also can close it down, you know, so we would have 30, 40 people, uh, hundred people come in. They can, we can trade together and open up and then we shut the room down. Got it. I got it. So it, it's just, it's an extra layer of protection. And then you could kind of, it feels like you have a bit more control over the environment. A bit okay. more control and, hmm. and also your avatar, yeah. right? So you know, kind of feel like, well, Hey, that wasn't me. That was my avatar. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it, psychologically it feels like hey well you know, that was a that was a, a character in the game you have a mask of a dude that you're walking right. in as you have that that second layer of protection, uh, layer of protection. that's cool is there any is there any new ones on the horizon or uh, 
not trying to use that word, but is there any ones, is there any like metaverses that are coming up that you're excited about that get your attention? Yeah, so I'm going to give uh, Substantra or S-U-B-S-T-R-A-T-A. And they have, um, I'm going to put it in the, in the chat for you. Okay. They actually have, they're going to put entire worlds inside of it. And so like they, they have a uh, environment where you can actually put crypto voxels, um, you know, it's interchangeable with like Sandbox. You know, Decentraland and Sandbox were probably the, you know, the um, the first to market, right? Mm-hmm. And so they have a big lead. They have the most amount of users. But there's new metaverses that are coming out uh, that are going to allow you to kind of interact with, with both worlds. Well, that's my question because I know that primarily the the commonality of the like the kind of crypto metaverse is you buy land, you buy items, you buy stuff. You're inside this world, and you can share things and, and hang out. I know uh, Decentraland's a lot like that. Right. Um, same thing um, with um, Sandbox. Sandbox is kind of like a Roblox style looking, right. kind of common uh, in, environment. What's the what's the main difference with Substrata? So Shada is it allows the wearables to kind of go across chain. So whereas like Decentraland and in a Minecraft are kind of together and then Sandbox and Roblox kind of have some of the similar building. Um, some of these metaverses are building environments where you can you can your avatar can go in both places. Oh, okay. So then Substrata is making some sort of, uh, for my terminology, would be an SDK that would allow for people to be able to have it not only be used in Substrata, but in other metaverses where you can take it and bring it with you and you can have it somehow attached to your your wallet or something. Right. So, you know, you you guys are tech guys even more than I am. So, um, (laughs) you know, like to say that you're building a a world in crypto boxes and now it can be migrated over to substrata you know mm. it's like it's an open source metaverse mm. got it okay so it's it's open source so that you can take it i can take it and do things within 4k i haven't i haven't taken a look at it so i'm not i'm not as familiar with it so i'm i was curious about it okay right. it, is it is there a typical path um is it available because i've seen a lot of things that come out with like be, be, before even having a product or even a thing, there's like a white paper, right? There's a, right. there's a, a hype, there's a, a, a deck, a sizzle reel, there's stuff like that going up and outwards, right? With, with substrata, is it, is it, is it viable right now? Or is it something that is, I'm just going to put this in here so people can see it. Um, yes. Is it, is it viable right now? Or is it, or is it mostly in the uh, theoretical stage? No, no, no. So it's, it's, it's viable right now. You can buy land, in open seas, uh, they have their kit online. Um, it is, you know, it, it's, it's trying to be neutral. Whereas like, you know, Decentraland wants everyone to use Decentraland. You know, Sandbox want everyone to develop and be on Sandbox. You know, Subtrata is like saying that, hey, we're open to, you know, open to open up the metaverse. Like when you talk about Facebook, they want to have their own meta world. You know, it's not a open platform. It's going to be Facebook's metaverse, right? Mm. It's not going to be a, the metaverse should be open to the entire world, right? To, to all developers, all platforms. And that is kind of the, the thing with crypto is global. Yeah. 
guess on that, on that note, like, I mean, what are the major concerns that you have? Like right now, you know, we, the, our future is not written, right? We, we make right. it, we, we work on it. We, we build it together. We're, it feels like it's written because people are constantly doing things around us at all times. But what do you think are some of the major concerns like that would, um, what are you hoping for to happen? With crypto and versus not happen with crypto like like for example uh the metaverse done by facebook it's all right. completely owned you know what are what are your what are your things that you're you're looking forward to or you're Man. concerned about <laughs> i know it's, it's such a difficult question because i've, I've kind of given up on humanity and people wanting to be free you know <laughs> at some point you know we we all compromise and go back to you know being controlled and i think you know people are pushed so for me, like cryptocurrency right now is about freedom and open. Uh, the more it gets regulated, the less freedom we have. Right. And it's to a point now where we can't even I can't even sell you crypto or you sell me crypto without breaking some type of KYC and AML laws where it makes it illegal for us to interact with each other. But we can buy crypto from Coinbase. And so uh, with the metaverse, it is like, you know, we have all these open platforms, but I think people are going to go where the money's at. Sandbox has done a great job marketing um, and it's going to be centralized. It's going to be their place and there's money being made inside of there. And then Facebook is going to come and they're going to have their own metaverse and you have to choose. Like right now for us to use Oculus, we have to have a Facebook account. And it's like, you know, you're a tech company, but we're forced to be on the Facebook. So that, that kind of doesn't sit well <clears throat> with me, you know? It's not that you're forced. It's that it's the it's the best technology with annoying constraints. So like, for example, like right now, I mean, if you want to go buy an independent headset, um, you can go get like a Pico or you can go right. buy one of a brick of like no name headsets um, that are crap by comparison. They're five right. years behind Facebook. And so, because Facebook has dumped billions right. of dollars, they've just thrown, they literally, there would be an avalanche of developers that were just, 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 just right. a wave of the move through and then just took this technology along because Facebook made it happen because they threw billions of dollars at the problem while everyone else is trying to figure it out. China's trying to reverse engineer it. So you can go do it. Like right now, you can go and get like a burner phone, um, but is it going to be as good as Apple? You know what right. I'm saying? It's like, and so it's like, you're so, right. Freedom versus convenience and, and the right. latest technology. So, so think, yeah. I mean, I want to go to metaverse and I want to, you know what? I don't, I don't like Facebook, but now eight out of 10, eight out of 10 of my friends are all on Facebook. And so even though I don't like, you know, Facebook or I want to protest 80%, 90% of the people in the business are over here on Facebook now, right in their metaverse. So I'm kind of forced, I'm forced to say, Hey, you know what? I'll be inconvenient and I'll stay over here in my corner and be alone <laughs> by myself or I have to conform or else. Right. You know, Facebook right now, you, if they told you you can't buy anything in Oculus, like if you wanted to buy a game and you didn't have a, a you're not in good standing with Facebook, you won't be able to buy any games using the Oculus. Right. Oh, man. So, so they really have a lot of control and people, you know, are fine with it. <laughs> they, they create a platform, man. It's like one of the things, like one of the features with the headsets is that like you can share your video recordings, but only inside of a Facebook group. Right. That's the only place you can share it. 
And so as, as a developer, like, I want to know what's going on. I want to see what you're doing. Like, and, and if you're going to play my game, you're like, so we're making one of these games, right? It's a, it's a, it's an arena multiplayer experience. It's really, you know, cutting edge and all that stuff, but I got to see what you're going on with you. And so for you, you can click a button in the headset. And in order for me to get that, there's two ways to do it. So one way is you, you click share to Facebook or a Facebook group and you go hit share done. Right. The other way is you got to take it. You've got to plug it into a computer. You got to take that. You got to download an application called SideQuest. You then got to authenticate that process. You then got to do that. Then you got to drag that hep, that 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 video onto the computer. Drag that 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 video then onto an online file and then share that with somebody. And so it's like so. And in, in, in Facebook could just click with a button, but because of that, I've been forced to make Facebook groups and other things like that right. for the convenience. Of the you should be pissed off, man. We, we, <laughs> hey, we should be going through a revolution right now. We have to make so we have to make so much money so we can be we can have the resources to create our own platform. It'd be so much better, man. It'd be so much better. But it's one of those things like it's like they made it, but they own the tech, but they own the platform, which makes it super convenient for me. But I'm gonna do it because of like it's either that or I try to explain to somebody that might live in like I don't know Wales. Or something that's like, hey man, you gotta get an application called SideQuest. You gotta download it. You gotta do that. It's like, right. oh shit, just join the Facebook group, man. You just join, join the Facebook group, right? But but, but <laughs> I I understand it's just it's just one of those right. um it's one of those big concerns that we uh that I have to deal with. Um so so right now for you is is just it's it's the freedom of the people and the inconvenience to be an outcaster or just jump just jump into the system, even though. Yeah, I mean, like you have to jump in the system and, you know, like all the all the wealth that these guys in crypto we're, we're, we're attaining, mm -hmm. you know, at some point we're going to have to give up half of it. Right. We're going to have we, we have to. They're going to force us to put it back in the system. Right. I mean, because what's happening right now is a lot of crypto guys, you know, super wealthy, but they don't want to move it back over to fiat. Right. And so now the government is talking about taxing unrealized gains. You know, you know, they just had an article. Unrealized gains. Unrealized gains. Oh, man. So, I'm going to tax you on the money you don't got yet. <laughs> right. Woo! So you know, for the people out there that don't understand what that means. Oh, yeah, please. If you have a house, right, and your house is, you bought it at 300000 and it's worth 500000 now. You have 200000 in equity. You know, they're actually talking about in California of taxing the unrealized gains, making you pay something on the profit because what what's happened in the last 12, 18 months is that after COVID, a lot of people will say, hey, I don't know if I'm gonna have a job, I'm just gonna store it, I'm not gonna spend. And they're like, well, no, you have to spend. And they're like, no, we just wanna, we wanna hold our money because we don't know what's gonna happen with the economy. And so they're saying, well, you, you are accumulating wealth and we wanna tax some of that. You're buying things and buying assets, you're buying NFTs, you bought for a thousand bucks, now it's worth 100,000. You need to sell it, and they're like, "No." Well, it's like, "All right, well, we're thinking about taxing unrealized gains." That's is, that is it, revolutionary, it, right? I was going to say, does anybody? nothing else. I mean, you have capital gains tax. You have things like that when you sell your house. You have, like, you have, you have like that kind of stuff, but never un, never on unrealized gains on on the on the theory because the market could bomb. Like right, like right, right. now, are we are we going through technically speaking? And correct me if I'm wrong, uh, some sort of like 
Inflation. Quote, unquote, yeah, well, well, inflation, but also crypto winter. They said some of the things are like some of the things are. So I, I, I read this somewhere. Yeah. I don't know if it's true or not, but they're saying, you know, it, you know, because it, it goes through these waves, right? Right now, aren't we at a point where it's not necessarily soaring, but it's, yeah, like, it's in a range. Yeah, it, it's in a range, or it's not moving up or down. It's kind of, uh, you know, the the market has dropped, but it's in a range, and probably until March, fifteen, to the to the Fed's raise the interest rates. You know, I think the entire economy is going to feel it. And, you know, I think crypto is resilient and it's going to come, you know, it'll come back up. But I think, you know, the the economy taking a dip or if it's raising the interest rate is going to affect everyone. You know, it affects crypto, affects the economy, it affects everyone. So what you're saying right now is so right now, like, you know, the everyone in crypto is used to this kind of up and to the right graph over time, right? Time right. horizons, right? Right now, it's not doing that at the moment. It's not j jumping up to the right. And what you're, what you're saying is once the, once they raise the tax rates or once they raise the, the interest rates and it goes up, everyone's going to then dump their money back into crypto. And then that's going to cause it to spike up. Is that what you're saying? Or did I miss? Um, no, no. So it, 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 I think crypto spikes down with the rest of the economy. Mm -hmm. it, it drops too because people take the profits and they sell and they liquidate. And then it recovers, mm -hmm. you know, but it does spike down with the economy. You know, yeah. if, if the economy is doing bad, you know, I think crypto temporarily does bad as well. And then it mm -hmm. recovers faster. Got it. And do they do that? Because uh, oh, uh, I saw uh, Bruce here was talking about they already do that with real estate taxes. Do they do that already? Um, um, I don't think they tax unrealized gains. I mean, you, you know, they had a 1031 exchange where they, they allow you to defer taxes but they don't tax you on unrealized gains. You know, if you get a hundred thousand equity in one year, you know, you have short term gains if you cash out, but normally, um, you know, it's not until you cash out on your, mm. on your, you sell a house. To get taxed. Did you hear about, did you hear about Microsoft buying Activision by the way? Yeah, it came out Yeah, four hours. It came out about eight hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. Did, <laughs> Microsoft and Activision. Right. And they said it was their answer to the metaverse. Do you have any, what's your gut response on, on Microsoft buying Activision? Um, I mean, my gut response is that the play to earn the, the economy, the future of, um, you know, inside the metaverse is being able mm -hmm. to capitalize and monetize. I mean, you have whole teams now in Philippines and other countries that are playing like Axie for a living. You know, they're basically trying to, um, you know, get guys out of the house and go to work. And they're like, well, why go to work when I can make $30, $40 a day playing Axie uh, where I make, you know, $10, you know, a day going to work for eight hours when I can stay at home. So uh, I think Microsoft sees that the attention that the games are getting the user base and and the they already have everyone with you know computers mm -hmm. right and you have the operating system so the gaming is to attract the the youth and to um you know attract a, a larger audience can you explain a little bit of what axie infinity is uh axie infinity is is considered a play to earn game meaning that uh you earn points you know, you earn points that are cryptocurrency that you can convert into dollars for playing playing the game. So, you know, actually Infinity is, you know, in crypto, there's a lot of play to earn games. And that is kind of the new buzzword uh, moving into the metaverse is that these games are rewarding you 
for in-game activity. Whereas before in, in the first version, you would just get points and you would get levels up. Now you're actually earning cryptocurrency that you can cash out uh, from the games. And from what I understand with the Axie Infinity, uh, you get, you're basically playing the game and your, your, your goal is to find these axes and the way that you make more axes, I believe is with smooth love potions. I believe that's what it's called. Yeah. You have love uh, potions and you also have breeding. Mm, so you can breed new characters. You can breed new characters, right? Mm. And you can sell those characters. <clears throat> it's that Pokemon go style. I've noticed that. Cause like, you know, as people come across certain trends and there's some models that get proven like with beat saber, uh, everyone knows of Beat Saber for VR. So everyone knows, oh, I caught these boxes. I have a lot of fun. And then after that, there's thousands of clones, right? Uh, Flappy Birds, thousands of clones. Right. That Pokemon Go, man, that thing came out mm -hmm. and Crypto just jumped all over that thing with, with Axie Infinity. And with VR, there's one called Revamond, uh, okay, which Revamond, is, right? yeah. yeah, Revamond, I think they got sued originally by Pokemon, from my understanding, is they got sued by Pokemon and they came out with that. And they're like, oh, okay, no problem. We're just gonna go in the crypto space. And they're like, they just like did slight modifications to all of them and came up that that gate with it, which is a, a makes sense. Have you seen other other um, models, common models that you've seen in terms of play to earn? Yeah. So I mean, for me, for us, I mean, like Zed horses. You know, I'm 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 heavily invested in a Zed horse game, where you know you're buying the NFT or you're buying the horse and you can race them. You, you make money off of racing the horses. You can also breed the horses. If you have a horse that has a high percentage, people will pay you more to allow it to breed. Um, you know, for me, I mostly trade the hot games. So I'll buy the coins or buy the assets. And I don't spend a lot of time playing the games, but I, I do spend a lot of time investing in games that are rewarding users for having the coins. It's an easy way to make money. Are you day trading? Is that... Um, I do a lot of swing trading. I, I buy overnight trades in, in from one to 20 days. So mm -hmm. I don't do a lot of day trading sitting in front of the computer being in and out of trades. I buy into momentum. You buy into momentum. So what you're doing is you're looking for patterns uh, on the market of, of the way things are swinging upwards or whatever it looks right. like. And you get in on that. Is that and, and do you, are you primarily interested in like, what are your, like in the areas of the coins for games, like the play to earn games, are those the ones that you're interested in? Focus on play to earn games, NFTs, uh, virtual land NFTs. And then, uh, you know, as far as the, all the decentralized coins, there's a lot mm -hmm. of coins that come out. Like there was a Walmart DAO coin that came out last Walmart night. Walmart came out with a coin? DAO, which is a uh, yeah. decentralized autonomous organization that they want to invest in the future of, of Walmart. And I bought the coin last night, uh, spent like 600. Today is 7,000, <laughs> like, you know, overnight. And these are the type of games. I mean, uh, Revolution, uh, RAV, I bought a coin that has a farm. Uh, bought it last week at 50 bucks. Today is at 220. You know, the, the, the opportunities that are in crypto they're in a decentralized world. They're in the play to earn games. They're in the, the, the land. So try to last week, it was at maybe 400 bucks. Mm -hmm. Today is being sold at 2000 for the floor prices. Mm -hmm. So the, the speed, you know, the speed of the momentum is just, it's, it's crazy how fast things are moving. So then what you're really doing is you're trying to say, okay, where's the energy at? Where do the people look at? Like, how do you make your decision? So you're looking at, are you just primarily looking at 
volume graphs what volume transactions and price you can see the volume coming in and so in the blockchain it gives you a edge because all the data is there so you can see when something is first released you can see how much volume is coming in you can see the, the amount of transactions and you can see the amount of buys and sales so when we see you know buys coming in for 20 30,000 and, and something that just came out in 10 minutes ago it has momentum and more guys are going to join in and the price runs up so fast you know uh, over a period of time of a week or two you know on other games that are coming out and people are finding out about them like i just told you about substrata it hasn't been out long but you invest in it now and then you see two weeks later it's going up it's going up that is the type of momentum plays that we get into got it what in terms of like play to earn so what are other ones that stand out to you i mean uh that are just the just to know play to earn games that are out there in the market what are some of the ones that are currently out there um that are interesting or doing things differently that stand out to you uh, you have to look at uh the defi uh defi kingdoms is probably the the one game that you want to defi kingdoms.com and it, it's on the harmony network uh so let me uh put that in in here for you it's, it actually has an entire marketplace um inside in the actual the currency exchange is inside the game and you're able to buy the land buy pieces uh inside the game and the jewel the coin has gone up you know from like three bucks to about 20 in the last six weeks so the in-game currency is, is called jewel um and how's it played is it is it so it's a what is the style of the gameplay I don't know how to explain it. I don't play the game. So I just mess <laughs> like, <so> you know, <laughs> it's funny because like it's completely different because like from my neck of the woods, right? right? I'm all about the mechanics. What are the gameplays? What are the what why do people like to play it? What's fun about it? What's fun about the community? What's fun like what about right. this makes people want to come back and play again and again and again? And in the world of, of of game development, VR development, all those things, that's what I'm looking at it. I'm looking at those play mechanics, the the stickiness, what makes people <laughs> like things, what brings right. them back, what's the virality of it, what is the shareability? And to me, I look at those mechanics and that's just right. where my brain goes because that's what I've been I've been that's, teaching that's what you do that's yeah. your expertise i've been teaching people how to build vr since 2014 man so i just right. like and that's it's so, so funny because like for you like i don't know i'm just buying them Sarah. like you're just right. you're looking you're but you're looking at you're playing at you're playing the meta level of the game right you're playing the meta game you're not playing the game itself you're playing right. the game of other people playing the game i'm playing really, yeah that's that's the game i'm watching the people and i'm seeing the sentiment i'm seeing yeah. the volume come into the game yeah uh you know for me i, I log into the game and it's like they have storylines and they have marketplaces you know they have all this cool stuff inside the game but for me it's the activity it is you know the sentiment of seeing you know the coin go up the volume the amount of people that are starting to play it um i think DeFi kingdoms have a huge you know it has crypto guys that are getting into the community because there's ways to monetize inside the game and they have to buy the coins to interact in the marketplace interact with certain material so it's a whole story around it but it's also uh people are supporting that that technology you know and so it, the the actual platform is rewarding the users for being a part of it because they're having growth together yeah yep yeah it's, <clears throat> there's a little bit like i'm, I'm gonna say this just because it's it's uh on the outside of in 
looking at it, I often feel that it what it feels like if you're not in this space is you often I feel like it's kind of like, hey, this is a cult. You should get part of my cult. Come join my cult. We got great right. Kool-Aid. Come over right. here, brother. It's it's okay. The water's warm. Jump in. It's totally fine. Um, you know, and I but I think but when you're in it, like there, I could feel the game start to grab me. I got the Coinbase, <laughs> I grabbed some crypto, and I started yeah. looking at it. I caught my I caught myself just being aware of myself playing games, of looking at it and going and jumping in and going, Oh, I wonder where it's at, how the price is at. These things like I, and I felt myself start to do that. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. It's a really right. interesting thing. Um, on that one. It's just there's like this, there's like this um uh, general uh, VR to like VR like gamers, right? Uh, right? I saw I saw this post on Reddit, and it was like, um, uh, and, and and no, there's no uh, no offense I'm throwing, right. it, so I'm just gonna I, I want to yeah. I saw this post, and so <laughs> I get you know you know it's gonna be going when I, when I start out with that comment, but it's it was like it was like uh, greedy crypto people meet their match, angry gamers. That was Angry the title of Angry Gamers. And we're talking about like, they're like, don't mess with my game. This is where I have fun. <laughs> don't you microtransact because it smells of microtransactions, right? right? It smells of that kind of stuff. And then they're like, don't you steal my fun, right? right. And, and but really it's like, but on the other side of it, there's just different, there's different games being played. How, how do you see these two worlds coexisting? Like how do they, well, how do these, how do these, the angry gamers and these angry gamers and these greedy, greedy crypto guys get together? Like, what is it, what does harmony look like for everybody? It looks like Twitch and uh, internal games. Like there's a there's a site where internal now the gamers games. are selling their clips, um, and it's called Internal. I'm gonna send you the link for that one. And it, it's it's the streamers now that are getting into crypto, and they're allowing their their gameplay to be shared. And so now they're starting to earn, you know. So so the fun in gaming now has became a game to to make money as well. So I don't, I you know I can see it from their standpoint because I would probably feel the same way if I was a big gamer. I, yeah. I buy all gamer equipment. I have three monitors here. I have a gaming laptop, and I don't play any games. <laughs> <laughs> just mining, just mining yeah. that stuff. <laughs> it's for the advantage that I have inside of being able to have the graphic, the video card, and so yeah. they they may be mad because damn, all the graphic cards are gone. The crypto guys are yeah. taking all the graphic cards, and then I'm here with a you know, a high tech computer so I could actually take advantage of the markets. Yeah. It's a different game, man. Everyone, everyone is entitled to play their games, but it's just one of these things I've been looking at. Like I have, you know, uh, I've been looking at it for the, some of the games that we're producing. Right. And as because I've had interest from my clients, like going, Hey, um, we're doing this. We want to figure out how do we get into crypto? How do we take this and merge these two worlds together? And at first I was resistant. Right. But at the same time, it's like, okay, there's obviously something here. How do these work gone? So I really like the idea of taking what you said was internal, uh, eternal GG was the name of, right. uh, was the name of it. And if you look inside the things, we'll, we'll post that in the video section so you can, you can see this, but essentially this, uh, this right here is for people that are producing amazing clips from games that okay. they can then share and monetize. So if they have some sort of epic shot or epic right. thing or or something else happens, they can then monetize that and then and produce, which is a great way because a lot of times uh, as game developers, you want content creators to produce your content. Right. And on YouTube, they're already naturally doing it. They already naturally cut because they need more material. They need more, more source materials, things right. like that. So actually, I really like that that concept of actually taking that and running yeah. with it. And, I've, and, bought, I've spent over four or 5,000 buying clips 
I don't play the games, <laughs> but I see the, I see the other people buying them. And so it's like that's what traders do. <laughs> yeah, you're playing. You're playing the. It's like uh, I, I heard James Bond say this once. Uh, was uh, when you're playing poker, you're not playing the game. You're playing the other players, right? Playing so you're so you're watching all the other players. Like, are you into this? Yeah. Are you in this? All right. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> A thousand percent. And, and and so you know that's one of the reasons I had reached out. I was like. The virtual world, the, the opportunity to make games. I wanted to mm. make something for my community. Yeah, where they can actually play in the metaverse, and we could have, like, my thing was like, oh man, can we make a virtual world? It's like Wall Street, where my guys can come onto a floor, and can we trade together like they traded in Wall Street? But can we do it in the virtual world? You know, yeah, that's all. It's entirely possible, and yeah, it's it's interesting because these these technologies all merge together. Uh, there was there was like a stint where like I was deep into AI for a while. Um, and I took off some investment to dive into it. And I, you know, called up my AI friends and we kind of figured some things out and did some cool, very cool stuff in the, in the space. But with this, I mean, what you're talking about is hundred percent. Yes. It's just figuring out what, <clears throat> what would get people, what would enhance the value of what you're talking about? Because what you have is, is, uh, we talk about the, the games, people play the games because of the love of it. And, and a lot of times, and so my big thing in the area is multiplayer games. Multiplayer games are endlessly fun because in there you can be anything you want to be. But if you're by yourself, you're basically a god on, on, a, on a world that has nobody inside of it. Right. right. But but with multiplayer games, multiplayer virtuality games or other games, you're there with your friends and you can do amazing things like trading stock on Wall Street or other things. Right. So I guess my my question for everybody, you know, with that is like, I mean, what is it? Because I understand like uh, I, I'm I've catered a lot to gamers and people that have VR headsets and people that get inside there for for your community of, of enthusiasts in the crypto space. I mean, what do they like to do? Like, What excites them? What what's something that they would get into it, even if they weren't making money that they would want to go in and spend time doing? And that's a, a question I'd, I'd love for you to answer. Yeah, I mean, for for me as a trader, we mm -hmm. love we love the activity. We love the action of the market It's almost like. You know, you're forecasting if the market is going up or down, and it shows you in real time. So there's a there's a level of gambling um, that a person has, you know, of taking risks. So a game of risks is really what what the same way poker players their skill mm -hmm. and risk involved in poker in trading. There's a you know there's risk and a skill that's also involved, and we love to be right. So, I mean, you get paid for being right, you know, and at, at the end of the day, it is almost, re, you know, it's relaxing and it's, you know, it's a thrill, you know, yeah. it's still a thrill to trade for me. And so a game that allows you to lose something, right. You know, you, you have real, you know, the, the, the paper trading is something that we don't do in, in my group because we say, Hey, you know, if you're scared to lose, just trade small, but that's part of the game. You know, it is, it's like being a boxer and, and never saying, hey, I, I never want to get hit. It's like, hey, you know, the goal is, is not to be able to get hit. But, you know, that's a that's a that is possible when you step in the boxing ring. Price of admission. The price of admission. You're going to you may take one hit. You don't want to take a thousand, but you're, you're going to accept taking one hit or one loss, you know. Mm. 
Yeah, so then it comes down to that because there's there's uh, in, inside even in crypto space, there's different types of people. One is the play to earn dude. He's not really doing anything. He's just grinding. He's just on right. a grind ass. He's like, this is great. He can listen to his podcast and grind away or whatever he's doing, right, to multitask, who enjoys life, right? Versus yours is play big, win big, right. or just taking risks. Risk. I knew that was going to be a thing. That right. was a hit. Not that. Like <laughs> I got it right. I, yeah. I made that. I was right, and I went yeah. big. Right. That feeling is is right. really is really big. So. I, I could see that. Yeah. And there's some there's definitely things you could do in that space. I mean, and also you could also, I mean, if you're looking at that, a game of risk, I mean, there's ways to abstract it. Uh, there's ways to to make it a betting game inside there. There's ways to uh, substitute, I mean, from my perspective, substitute money for time or right. substitute time for something else to where there's something on the line. You could be risking the cash or you could be risking something else that costs you something. And I, and I don't, I don't know what that, that looks like. Um, but that's the things I would look at. Um, and then overall, the main question I generally ask people when we're going into the world of VR, like if, if this was like a consultation, uh, or any of those types of things, I'm guiding people through this type of thing is like, why do it in VR? What makes it better in VR? What about the experience actually makes something that's more valuable than looking at the, the patterns on a 2d screen, um, next to your your giant PC rig that's that's uh, currently mining crypto in the background, like what like, like what makes it more valuable? And that would be my my thing. Uh, I would I would look at and I would explore with you. I explore what's the value of you are basically looking at patterns, trying to predict patterns. So could we do an aggregate of all of this data, bring it into some sort right. of 3D visualization, and represent the data in a way that would give you the better better way to predict these patterns and make better assumptions, while still making it as easy and as frictionless as possible for you to bet money quickly and safely and right. all that fun stuff. So those are the kinds of areas I would go into and I would explore with you, um, looking at those types of things and and, and see where in there is it, is it would it be more fun, or would it make right. you better at it? You know, in yeah. what way? You know, right. And, and I think it's it's the different, you know, it's traumatizing when a person is sitting in front of a chart and they lose money and they see it dropping and they see they count, you know, going into the red. That is something that a trader experienced. But now if you can actually change that experience of winning and losing inside of a virtual world and you're saying that, hey, now he's pulling a lever uh, when he wants to put more money, he pushes up or he pulls down and he want to take some money out of the market. Now it's like you actually change trading you know how like right now a lot of people use charts i don't use charts to trade and they're like well no like for the last 20 years we've been taught to use a chart they see the candlesticks the red little ticks and <clears throat> the green ticks and it's like well now if i introduce and says hey we don't do that it becomes a well, what do you do a curious like well how do we do it and they want to learn a new way and so i think the games in a virtual world, it introduces a new way, you know, uh, of playing, you know, and it, it could change in an industry. I think trading is going to change hmm. in general. It's not going to be, you know, you could actually have a, I've seen one, one site that had a, a game like a maze and the guy was trying to get around a maze and it was a wall. So when the wall hit, it was actually a cell wall and the guy was trying to get around the cell wall. And that was, that was a trading representation of what's happening. The buyers and sellers, the army, an army of red and an army of green. Which one is going to win, the buyers or sellers? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, 
so I would look at that again. This was like an like an like an idea extraction where I'd work with you through the process, pull out these things, and then reverse engineer some sort of virtual world. <clears throat> what you're telling me is like there's a couple things going on. One, when people lose, there is a trauma, PTSD feeling of losing right. money and feeling and feeling helpless. So if you could minimize the pain of loss, right? And and there's a bunch of different ways to minimize that pain of loss. Uh, uh, through extracting lessons, changing the meaning, doing whatever, but whatever things, there's ways to actually minimize it in the virtual world that would be beneficial. Another one is to maximize and increase the value of a win, right? And that's another way is on the upside to feel better. So maybe there's a, a room of people and then you're seen as the king dude because you lay all your things on the table. So everyone in your trading group can see that you're the one who was the most right out of the week. And you have those trading poles. So that's another that's way, dope, right? <laughs> so you're looking at minimizing the pain, maximizing the reward. And then also the other one is your ability to solve problems by using 3D spatial designs. And so what that is, is we're really good at using spatial things and figuring out those puzzles, right? We see a we see a rabbit going into the bush. We know there's only so many ways to get out of the bush. And so we're constructing that. So then we'd have to then look at data visualization to say, can we take that data, bring it in and interpret it like you're talking about a buying wall. And so, okay, what other options can we then facilitate to get someone to think strategically about this problem. Well, maybe they can't do this here. Well, what if they build a bridge to another crypto and they go over that way and they take that one to that one and then they can kind of leapfrog past the problem. Maybe that's another way. But then these are some of the different ways that I would be thinking about this problem, uh, this problem with you and then figuring out what is something that would resonate with your community of people that would, that would really lift them up and get them excited about it. So these are just, again, these are just ideas, brainstorming kind of thought process of us trying to get these, these worlds to merge together. Right. And, yeah. and t taking what your your game that you're playing. Right. And the gaming that I play. Right. Uh, and and seeing how they how they fit together. Man, I just let the way your mind works. You just took a, <laughs> you just took a whole whole thing and, and made it into a gamer's visualization, which is awesome. It's amazing. That's, that's, <laughs> Uh, uh, what as so what I do, this is the world that I, I, I live and breathe, but it's super fun. But this is great for me and you because like you're spitting out all these reference points and you have all these all these companies and all these games and all these, you know, these I was like, I, was like, I have no clue. So it's super fun to mix and match these things together with what you're doing with the cryptocurrency, with what you got going on with your uh, mastermind and, and all of this stuff. What's your what's your holy grail? What's your end game? What's your what's your big win for yourself? Um, I mean, for me, it is it is actually creating, you know, one, the community, but also creating a kind of like a, a franchise. We, we call ourselves the digital bankers. You know, I want to establish a, a organization that can help people and be the trusted source of guys that want to make money in trading and in crypto and have a, a network. You know, we call ourselves the 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 geek squad of crypto you know whereas we take advantage of what's happening in the market and we're able to share with other people a lot of my masterminds have their own groups and so um it's just not me everyone that's inside our, our group have similar beliefs of you know freedom and independence and each one can teach one um you know we, we make a living through trading um you know we're on the cutting edge we've taken a leap and it's paid off you know being right like i said we do that every day in trading Back in 2016 and 17, we're in office and people will say, well, crypto is not real or it's not going to be here. It's only a fat. And we had that satisfaction of saying that, no, it's paid off for us. 
like we were right. <laughs> right? <laughs> it feels good to be right, man. It does. There's like the same thing, like with uh, with VR, it always feels like I'm building a town in the desert saying the trains are coming, you know? Right. You know, and Zuckerberg came out and said, we're calling ourselves meta. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> so I did it, it, uh, uh, yeah, it, it feels great, man. With, with that being your goal, right. To, 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 it sounds like a, creating a community of financial independent people right. that are also leaning on each other, building each other up, um, you know, making this kind of this educational community. Um, what is like the big dragon for yourself? What is something that is so difficult to overcome that you may not, you don't know if you're capable to do it or you don't know if, if it's, if it, you might have to like die um, in order to be reborn. To make, um, to, I, I to, think keeping, keeping guys grounded. Cause I mean, I think, you know, of course money changes people. And when they have so much, you know, that their, their visions get different. You know, for me, it is creating a community that's going to live longer than me. You know, like like the, the mastermind that we create is, is never going to I wanted to live forever uh, of these guys that, you know, it's almost like a, a bike, a bike club. Right. Harley Davidson, you know, his brand has turned into an ideal of freedom and bikers and, uh, you know, uh, guys that want to live. A different lifestyle and I, I look at the mastermind as something that's going to live outlive me uh and some of the visions that we've carried on you know we freed a lot of people i've had over 80 people leave corporate america you know and so you see me back then the only reason i had an office was to let people know that we were real you know <laughs> like i didn't need to be in an office to trade our whole thing is about being free and independent but i wanted to have a place where we can get crypto guys together and they know that hey, you know, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, it's something this it feels more stable, feels more real, um, right. which is interesting. Yeah, and it was a, it was a sweet office, man. That was a great office. I really like I really like the uh, the location and everything. The whole COVID, which is like time to <laughs> time to cut those ties and be set free. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. So that that makes a lot of sense because like, so what happens is people when they get so much income, so much wealth, things like that, they, 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 they detach. There is no, they detach. They, they, there is no, um, uh, external points, right? Cause you really find out when someone, when someone is beholden to no one, you really find what they stand they for, are, right? Right. Who they are. Uh, generally powerful people, famous people, uh, rich men, incredibly attractive women. All these people have some form of power and control. And that's usually when you see like people like, famous people go off the rails is because no one tells them that their shit sucks. Hey right. man, being a little crazy, dude. I don't want to tell you, but you're being a little crazy. Right. And then they like, you need, you need that feedback. It's super important. And you're saying well, that some of these people, they'll um, like with everybody. And, you know, and I think you, you know, you'll, when everyone needs each other, mm -hmm. they all work together. But when you don't need each other, it is like, are we still, do we still have the same cause? And that, that is the, you know, the kind of the gift and the curse is that, you know, we're in crypto to have this freedom, but like, what's the cause? Like for me, it is to empower other people and, and to break generational curses and, and give guys financial opportunities. And I've attracted other people that want to do the same, but you know, what happens when now the guy has 5 million in account, the truth comes out, right? When, when he's free to do whatever he wants, do you really believe in this cause or did you just want the money? Yeah. That's a the truth comes out, man. That's beautiful. Right. Uh, and something to think about for everybody. You think, oh, if only, if only I made this much money, then I'll be happy. Then I could right. be really. Then I'll be generous. <laughs> then I'll give. And then you like right. they get to that point, and then they're like, oh, 
Nope. I have nope. something else to buy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, well, this other thing. If, if only it was right. this. Or, yeah, <laughs> that, that constant can kicking, man. Right. Uh, this has been great. Uh, Tamar, this has been awesome, brother. Is there is there anything else you'd like to let people know about before you tell them how they can get a hold of you? Um, no, I mean, one of, the, one of the most important things for, for everyone, you know, I think everyone learns from someone else. And I think if you get into the crypto space or you want to learn how to trade, find a tribe. You know, don't do it alone because, you know, there's so much is happening so fast that collaboration, I think that's what humans are put here for. They're put here to be together and we need each other. And you're going to learn from, you know, either the smartest person in the room or even the, you know, even the one that doesn't, is not at your level, still has something to offer. So don't disregard people. You know, I think that is, you know, the message is that, you know, we're all valuable and, and we become more valuable together. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, everybody's valuable. It's just, it's just uh, being able to see the value. See the value. You know? Yeah, that was beautiful. And uh, Jamar, if people want to get a hold of you and find out more about what you do, um, how do they do that? Uh, they can join uh, DCGmastermind.com. DCGmastermind.com. Uh, DCGmastermind.com. That's it. Yeah. Jamar, thank you so much for your time, brother. Have a beautiful and blessed day, my friend, and I will see you on the other side. All right. Appreciate it. Take care, brother. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.